Welcome to the Fashion Adventure Beauty Podcast. The FAB team is Soledad Sandoval, Research Analyst, Lisa Farr, Executive Producer, and I am Lydia Zip, your host. We love sustainable and obtainable fashion. We love the excitement of travel and other adventures, and we love embracing beauty in the world. In the FAB podcast, we shine a spotlight on people, places, and things we think are great, and we think you might think so too. We introduce you to our favorite boutiques. We take you with us to our favorite travel destinations. We learn valuable tips for having more fun. Our motto is, if it doesn't sound fun, don't do it. And that includes listening to this podcast. Our goal is to help you enjoy fashion, adventure, beauty every day. Our first season has a theme of follow your dreams. And this is part two in our moving to a foreign land three-part series. Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce you to my dear friend, Virginia May. Virginia is an artist, an adventurer, and a spiritual seeker. She began traveling the world in 1969 when she accompanied her family on a year-long trip around the world and has since lived in Australia and visited her guru's ashram in India numerous times. In 2005, she received a master's degree in fine arts, and in 2011, she got a PhD in transformative learning. She has owned and operated several small businesses, including a bed and breakfast and an art gallery. She currently lives in Point Reyes Station, California, and is applying her creative talents to photographing the beauty of everyday life, upcycling thrift store flannel into artistic fashion statements, and tending a flower and vegetable garden. Thank you so much, Virginia, for being here today. I'm just delighted to start this conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> Hi, Lydia. Hi, That's my great. friend. Thank you for asking me. Thank you so much. Well, I my first question is about your trip to India in 2013. Do you do you remember uh, the moment you started thinking about going, and what was the tipping point for you of making that big move? Well, I. Um... Let's see, in 2012, I met Ama, my guru, um, in uh, San Ramon, locally here, and it changed my life. And I've been a spiritual seeker all my life and always looking for the teacher. And, um, and she became that for me. And so I immediately wanted to go to India because in 1969, on our world trip, we had spent two weeks in India, and I fell in love with it then, and I always had wanted to go back. And now, and then, I had a good ex good excuse. Oh, so, so it was always part of your heart. The yeah, it was. India. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was, it, was, um, it was a huge change in my life, and I sold pretty much everything I owned. Um, and um, gave up my job and gave up my place I was living and and got a visa and went off to India for three months that first time. Amazing. And I, I remember uh, arriving at the airport and um, getting, I had ordered a taxi. The ashram sent a taxi for me because it was a three-hour drive from the airport to the ashram. And I just remember feeling like I was coming home. <sighs> and even though the culture is so radically different, I mean, it's crazy in India. 
<laughs> and um, and so, but it, but it just felt like felt like coming home. And then I got to the ashram, and they showed me my room, and I was totally jet lagged and exhausted, and it was friggin' hot. And um, I thought, oh, my God, I've made a big mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Because of the heat or because of uh, everything, everything, everything. It was hot and I was jet lagged and the the room was dirty and I was sharing it with two people who didn't speak English. And I and um, they put me on on the top bunk and I couldn't get up to the top bunk. So Mm. I took the mattress off and put it on the floor. (laughs) I mean, just I could go on and on about the accommodations of the ashram were pretty bare bones. <laughs> but you stayed three months. So what, what changed? I did. Um, did it get more pleasant as the days passed? Um, well, you kind of get used to it. If you don't have a sense of humor, you won't survive. Because okay. everything is so different that you just have to laugh. I mean, you just, just go, oh, my God, I can't believe <laughs> This is going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) So what's one thing you wish you had known before, like, getting on the plane to go there? (laughs) Um, I guess it would have been, I don't know. Um, I guess that that it would be so filthy. India is a filthy country, pretty much, except for the fancy hotels. Um, And... um, but I had, but I had got, I had met a lot of people who had been there before, and so I was asking before I left. I was asking a lot of questions to try and be prepared. And and what was a, like a, a good typical day like? A typical day would be getting up at four thirty in the morning, and going into the to the big temple there and um, chanting for an hour and a half. And then going and getting a free cup of chai and, and then going back to bed <laughs> and waiting for the cafe to open. They have a, a Western cafe, so I'd have, a, have like oatmeal or eggs or something for breakfast. And then, um, oh gosh, and then there's, it's right on the ocean. It's right on the Arabian Sea. So um or maybe go out to the beach and take a walk or study my scripture, take a nap in the afternoon because it's so hot, like I said. And then in the evening, we um, sing uh, spiritual songs and um, sometimes have there's be entertainment on the stage. And, um, and during the whole day, Amma's there giving darshan. So there's people lined up and getting hugs. And then so there's work to do also. So everybody has to do a certain amount of work while they're there. Can you explain what darshan is? Yeah, darshan is uh, when a guru um, either gazes at you or transmits blessings in some way or another. And Amma does it by giving people hugs. So she hugs thousands, tens of thousands of people every day. There's so much to tell about India and, yeah. and this whole thing about having a guru. You know, it sounds kind of weird, but you know, but it's not that weird, really. It's it's um, you know, she's a teacher. She's a spiritual teacher, and she's very down to earth. 
And, um, and there's a lot of Westerners who follow her. She has millions of followers. And um, so it's very multi-culty, I would say. That's a, that's a word I learned in Australia. Multi-culty. <laughs> multi-cultural. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I told lots of people about this interview coming up, and I was surprised how many people knew about her and you know, oh really yeah uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah yeah so. she's pretty famous she is yeah special thank you to the wonderful people that make this podcast series possible thank you to jane burke of taskmate jane is our amazing virtual assistant for fab she keeps everything organized creates our podcast covers and professional look and she takes care of a million details so that we can focus on our podcast you can find jane at jane at taskmate.co.nz. Thank you to Greg Parrish of GL Media. Greg is super talented and generous with his time and support of the Fab Podcast Series. He has given us the high quality sound we are so proud to offer. You can find out more about Greg at glmedia.online. Thank you to Amaya Levels of working on it. Amaya is the composer of the Fab Podcast Music. She's an amazing musician and you can find her work on Spotify, under Amaya. She is also on Instagram at Amaya Levels. And thank you to our wonderful listeners and Patreon supporters. We are grateful for every single one of you. Be sure to hang on until the end of this podcast for our special offers for our fab listeners. Is there a time of year that is better to go to India? So it depends on where you're going. Um, if you're going to go to Southern India, the best time to go is probably uh, January, February, March. That's when I would go. What kind of shoes would you recommend taking to India? <laughs> like, like what, what was your like, oh, thank God I have these shoes with me. Well, Here. you know, you know I, the, the, the advice that I got was that you don't need to bring anything to India because you can buy what you need there for extremely cheap. And once you get there, you realize what the climate's like and what you really need. I wore um, uh, very modest clothing. I think, you know, some tourists don't. Some tourists, especially the women, they wear like little skimpy things because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. But it's really kind of rude to do that in a country where you're sp- where women are covered mostly. So what did you end up taking with you? Did you have a big suitcase or just, did you just take the minimal that they advised? No, I took, I took the minimal amount. Um, I, let's see, what did I bring with me? It's so hard to remember. Um, you know, I made sure that I had a, um, a charger adapter for my cell phone before I left. Um, I made sure I had shots and malaria pills with me. Um, I had um, like most of my suitcase when I go is packed with like conveniences, you know, things that you really need. Like, you know, if you, if you use a certain kind of toothpaste, bring that toothpaste with you. (laughs) (laughs) Was there anything you really missed from having from the United States or specifically? No, No, really you can get pretty much anything you want there. You know, and it's all very, very cheap. Yeah. 
and there's a thrift store at the ashram. Mm. Oh, cool. <laughs> people, people bring all kinds of stuff and then they're traveling and they realize that they don't need that. So then they leave it at the thrift store. So then if you're, if you need something, you just go there, you can get shampoo, you get, you get Indian clothes, you can get Western clothes, you can get winter clothes, you could get <laughs> uh, pots and pans you can get all kinds of stuff <laughs> that's cool do you have anything you'd love to tell us about uh, i don't know what just popped into my mind was um when you go to india india is a very spiritual place the people are very spiritual and there's a lot of holy land there and temples and it's fascinating to go to the various temples and see and just experience that. Um, and that's that sense of spirituality is what I felt when I was 16 and 1969, and I and I was there with my family. Um, there's just something about India that's um, I don't know. It's otherworldly in some ways. And then it's contrasted with the nitty gritty of daily life. And of course, there's a lot of poverty, but there's also a lot of beauty and a lot of wealth there as, as well. It's a fascinating country. It's just fascinating. It's difficult. It's not easy to be there, but it's, but it's worth it. And do you have any um, plans to go again soon? Uh, no, I don't have any plans right now. I'm I'm settling. I'm still feel like I'm settling back into this place in California, and uh, I'm enjoying being near my family and uh, my kids and stuff. So I'm just staying put. And I've said that I don't know how many times I've said that I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to stay where I am, and then something comes up, and I have an opportunity to go travel and do something exciting, and now off I go. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great well thank you so much virginia we always end with some fun rapid fire questions are you game for that okay okay <laughs> <laughs> okay a historical figure or let's open it up a little uh, any person living or from the past that you would love to have a conversation with <laughs> that would be really it would be interesting to have a conversation with Jesus. <laughs> That's what comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is something most people don't know about you? Um, most people don't know that I'm adopted. I, I, my good friends know, but, but just out and about, most people have no idea that I'm adopted. What is your favorite food? I love potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I'm not, not supposed to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> what is something people often get wrong about you? Get wrong about me? Mm -hmm. Oh, people think that I'm an extrovert, mm -hmm. but I'm not at all. I'm a total introvert. What is your favorite quote? <laughs> ring the bells that still can ring forget your perfect offering there is a crack 
a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That's, That's by Leonard Cohen. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a good reminder when I'm feeling broken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you oh. and hearing more about your trips and just, just, I just love being around you. And, um, oh, you thank you, today. Lydia. Thank You're wonderful. You. You're wonderful. <laughs> thank you for joining us today for Fab Season 1, Follow Your Dream Series. We would love to hear from you and we welcome your comments and encouragement. Please let us know your favorite fashion, travel, or beauty tips. To join our mailing list, please contact us at fashionadventurebeauty at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this program, please take a quick moment to like, follow, and share with a friend. Until next time, we wish you fashion, adventure, beauty. And special thank you to our Greater Fab team, Jane Burke, our virtual assistant, Greg Parrish, who does our sound, Amaya Levels for our wonderful music, and a special thank you to Sassafras Beauty in Davis, California for offering our listeners a 10% discount. Just mention Fab. This podcast was produced by Lisa Farr, Soledad Sandoval, and Lydia Zip. And I want to make a special thank you to Soledad and Lisa. This dream of doing a podcast would never have come true without you. Also, thank you to the Fab husbands, Rich, Greg, and Rick. <laughs>